I take notes. I take a lot of notes. I usually have a notebook handy, but all too often I find myself running out of room, now full of useful, old, and unnecessary entries. That notebook has to be put aside and a new one started. Over the years, I've tried a few tools, both free and paid, and likewise, both useful and not so useful to my needs. Today, I want to talk to you about my favorite note-taking tools. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Even as I take notes for this podcast, I use Evernote. It's hard to believe, but true. I've been using Evernote for almost 10 years. I had just started blogging and I thought it would be a great way to collect ideas and thoughts. I was also working for a company that had several locations and we had constant meetings both in person and via conference calls with them. At each of these events, I would take notes. And then when the next meeting came or the next call, I'd be flipping through pages trying to find these old notes and it was just really cumbersome. So I started using Evernote. I created a notebook for the company and then a page for each location and then I could just include the entries by date. So then it was easy to just click on that name and then find the note. Eventually, when I started my own business, I kept using it again to keep notes on clients and then I eventually upgraded to a paid plan when I decided to use it as a collaboration tool with remote associates because now we could all work together on a single platform with the same piece of information. Moreover, I could quickly access my notes on my computer or my mobile device to add ideas, web clippings, and more. I can even email myself new notes for future use or copy emails that may be relevant to one of my notebooks. Evernote also has reminder settings for your entries, which is really important to me as I use it for collecting information for my content marketing. After almost 10 years of using the tool, I have many, many notes. So now the most important aspect of Evernote that I love is search. Notebooks and tags make that even easier. I used to have this collection of great notes in my phone that used to sync with Outlook. And when that was no longer available, I moved those notes over from Outlook into Evernote. And now they're still easily accessible on my mobile device. I use Evernote every single day. The next tool that I tried out this year was Wonderlust. Or is it Wonderlust? It's an easy way to create checklists. I can even tell Alexa to add something the moment I step out of the shower where most of my to-dos come to me. And it easily syncs between my desktop and my mobile devices. I love the subtask capability because no project is one step. It usually takes many small tasks to get one big one done. And also, because it syncs across my devices, I usually wake up to a reminder in the morning. HubSpot has become one of my more valuable tools this year for several reasons, but I'm gonna limit this conversation just to the note-taking. Let's face it, my memory is not what it might have been at some point. So when I talk to potential leads, I have to record my notes and their comments as quickly as possible. With HubSpot, I can log these on my desktop or with the app by person, by company, or by deal. I chose to use HubSpot for a client recently, When we took over a project for them, they had no contact information for past years, no notes, no comments, no records of anything at all. So I told them they absolutely had to invest in a CRM system. And this one I think would be great for them. I needed to procure a tool for them that would be simple to use and not be a burden on how they usually work. And because they're a nonprofit, it had to be free. Check and check. 
This year was a big one for my company. We took on a multifaceted project that involved many resources. We dusted Trello off and gave Asana a try. Both were useful in what we needed. I originally started using Trello five years ago when I took on work for a client that quickly expanded from one project to multiple projects. I was working out of my home and I didn't have a spot for a whiteboard or a bulletin board, and I'm a visual person, so I missed having that within easy reach. Trello, if you're not aware, is a bit of a digital bulletin board that lets you organize projects with the use of cards that enable you to organize and prioritize in a fun way. Cards are easily updated and moved. You just click and drag them to where you need them. This year, at the recommendation of an associate, we dusted the account off and used it to work through a huge project. And we connected it to our Slack channel to provide further visibility to any new updates. The only drawback I saw was the inability for me to see everyone's task in an organized way given the subscription level that we had. Later in the process, we discovered using the color labels provided a great visual cue and upgrading the account gives you access to these great power-ups, which offer a great way to stay on top of projects. Now, as I said, it was a pretty good year for our company. We grew somewhat, and we needed to actually put into place better processes. We couldn't just depend on the ones that I was working on, really just on my own, because now I had several people that had to be part of this whole puzzle. So I looked to Asana. I took a trial run on it and I signed up. Asana is one of the first things I check in the morning to see what I need to work on and what my team is working on or not. And much like Trello, it's very visual. I can look at upcoming tasks in a list or a calendar view. I love the calendar view. And like a Gantt chart, I can make one task dependent on others. So when something falls behind, we can make adjustments to future tasks and everybody that's involved in those tasks is notified as soon as that happens. Asana also allows us to integrate time track, which is vital to my operation. And color coding gives me visual cues to the workload any single associate might have. And projects can be organized in a list or Kanban form, so I can still use the benefits that I had with Trello, or I can work in a list form, which actually sometimes works a little bit better for me depending on the project. But enough about all the project skills that Asana has. I can also add notes and deposit them straight into a project or a task And that way, I never have to look back and scramble trying to remember what I was going to do or what somebody said. As I mentioned at the very start of this post, I take a lot of notes. So when Ginny Dietrich shared how a bullet journal became her obsession, I had to try it. And now I'm obsessed. How is this not bound to happen? I'm a notebook person. I love the act of writing, putting my fine point pen to paper and taking notes or capturing ideas. I mean, I still have stationery. I write and mail, yes, with stamps, notes to people. Sorry, but I don't think a text is a proper way to thank somebody. Hashtag old-fashioned, I know. Admittedly, I looked at the official bullet journal website, but decided to experiment with a cheaper version. I found that on Amazon. Duh. And it has more than served its purpose. I'm on year two now with that same journal, Now I've fine-tuned my approach from year one. Next year could be a little different, but this year I started by setting the very first spread as my goals for the year. The next spread was my index. And then each time I add a month or a spread, I record that page number in the index. At the end of each month, I set up my upcoming month's calendar pages. So I carry over finished projects as a list. I call that my carryover list. 
Then each week's calendar spread has four critical sections in the margins. For me, those are this week, things that aren't scheduled, but I would really like to get done this week. Boot camp, so things I need to tackle that week for a huge project that I'm working on. Next week, things I'm not spending energy on this week, but need to find a spot quickly in next week's tasks. And my favorite, 801, which are the things that will happen after the 800 items I already have on my list meaning the lowest priority. If I'm working on an unusually large project with lots of moving parts, I might add another section in the margins just for that so that I don't forget those things. I have spreads for a reading list and a running content calendar. I also have spreads for clients and projects to quickly record notes from meetings and calls. And for fun, I save a few pages for doodling and hand lettering. If you're ever looking to fall into a rabbit hole, Check out how many journal ideas you can find on Pinterest. It is crazy. If you're struggling to stay on top of work, give a few of these a try and let me know what you tried and how it worked for you. I tried all these tools based on recommendations from others, so you may have the next great tool at your fingertips. Those are my tips, tricks, and tools for this week. I guess the emphasis is on tools. Thanks for joining me this week. I love sharing the tips, tricks, and tools I've learned along the way. If you're a casino marketer, consider joining us next March at Casino Marketing Bootcamp in New Orleans. If you like what you've been listening to, please consider giving us a great rating so that other marketers like you can find us. And make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And tell your marketing friends about us. Finally, I'm hitting the road for the next couple of weeks, so our production schedule may be a little on and off. If you hit subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, keep marketing, and I hope you join us again.